Welcome to day 139 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Ezra chapters 4 through 6. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 3 of Ezra ended with the praise of the people being lifted as the foundation for the new temple was put in place. The three chapters for today all deal with opposition and challenges that arise against the rebuilding project. When it became clear to the other groups of people living near Judah what was going on, they began to oppose this project. The text describes these other people as enemies of the Judeans, but never explicitly names who they are. They are likely non-Israelites living in the region who felt threatened by this renewed Jewish presence. In the previous centuries, the Assyrians and Babylonians had relocated various captive peoples into foreign territories. So those opposing Judah and Jerusalem were likely foreign people from places such as Samaria, Ammon, Moab, Edom, or Ashdod. Initially, these concerned local citizens came to the Judean leaders under the pretense of offering their support for the rebuilding project. Perhaps seeing through their ruse, the Jewish leaders rejected any of their help. This rejection served only to increase the tensions. So in verses 6 through 23, the narrator does an interesting thing. The narrator jumps ahead past the time of King Darius to highlight other stories of opposition later in Judah's history from the reigns of both Xerxes I, or in some translations, Ahasuerus, who reigned from 486 to 465 BC, and Artaxerxes I, who reigned from 464 to 424. These stories from later in Judah's history provide for the reader more recent examples of the kind of opposition that the Judeans faced continually. The bulk of the chapter consists of a series of letters between those opposing Judah and the Persian ruler. The three primary accusations made against the Judeans by the opposition party were, one, the Jewish people were rebuilding the often rebellious city of Jerusalem. Second, if the city's fortifications are finished, they will likely stop paying tribute or taxes back to Persia. And then number three, if the king will do some research, he'll find out how problematic Jerusalem has been for all kinds of authorities in the past. Artaxerxes does his homework, and he ends up agreeing with the letter he received, and he temporarily puts a stop to the building project. The going for God's people can get tough. However, chapters 5 and 6 turn then to a more hopeful point of view. In these chapters, hope comes in the form of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah. Zechariah is most famous for his line about prisoners of hope. The prophets tell the people not to be discouraged. The eye of the Lord is upon them. The challenge in these chapters comes from Tatanai, the governor of the area, a governor sanctioned by Persia for keeping peace in the territory. The chapter also contains two letters. The first is a letter of concern written to the ruler of Persia by the governor Tatanai. The second is the careful response back from King Darius. The letter from the governor wonders if what he has heard from the Judeans is true. Were they decreed by Cyrus to rebuild Jerusalem and its temple? Darius's reply, after a little bit of research on his own, is a full confirmation of Cyrus's permission and a command that the Judeans accomplish the very task that they are set upon. 
The letter from Darius also includes a command for additional supplies to be given to the Judeans and a command for any who oppose them to be punished. God is at work even through the Persian king. In response, the people not only celebrate, but as has happened a few other times when a time of liberation and peace comes for the people, they celebrated Passover. The last time that happened was during the time of Josiah. Notice, however, that there's something new added here. They also celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That feast is about throwing out all the old leaven in order to prepare for the new harvest. Perhaps in a similar way, the narrator sees this as a time for Judah to put their past behind them, to get rid of the old leaven, and lean into the newness that God has for them in the future. The texts for today are reminders that God's people will always face various forms of opposition. Living into God's purposes and plans is not easy. In fact, as we saw in chapter 4, sometimes it will feel like the forces of opposition have won. However, chapters 5 and 6 serve as the reminder that God has not quit and is still at work making all things new. The final feast is again a reminder that at times we must put away the old because the new has come. So read these texts carefully, looking for things you've not seen before. Journal your thoughts, questions, and prayers. And live with hope and resilience today in the knowledge that God is always working for your good. Our readings for tomorrow are Ezra chapter 7 and 8, and we're adding Psalm 59. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.